What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Gaming and Chill, episode number 103. Today on the show, we have a guest, our friend Gildy. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? You know, I can't really complain. Keep him busy, keep him busy. And we also have Doug with us today, because Gildy, you, Gildy, you're a uh, writer of sorts, and a big reader, correct? Yes. And I am not, and I was like, I really want Gildy on the podcast, but uh, I couldn't read my way out of a paper bag, but Doug is uh, Doug's a reader and a writer, so let's get Doug on here. He's a little bit more, he's a little better suited for this one. All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I don't know. Um, yeah, so we're going to go over some icebreakers and then talk a little bit about books. But before that, this episode is sponsored by Humble Bundle. Thanks, guys. Our partner for this week's podcast is Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is an online digital store that sells some of the most popular games from the most popular game developers. But that's not all. They also offer bundle deals that change weekly and monthly that allow you to pay a designated amount for a collection of games or ebooks that can often save you hundreds of dollars. Humble Bundle then donates portions of its proceeds to a featured charity. In addition to this awesome business model, they have also partnered with us so we get a small portion of any purchase or donation through their website. All you need to do is go to our website, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click the Humble Bundle Partner logo and shop for any games of your heart's desire. Thanks, Humble Bundle. Back to you guys. Okay. That is one Humble Okay, let's go ahead and jump into some icebreakers. Uh, I've answered these a couple of times. One, once at least for one of them. And But uh, I would like to get your input on them. So number one, the Grand Canyon now echoes the answers to whatever you ask, but only 30 years later. What do you ask? That's really tough. Um, It really is, isn't it? It it is. I don't know. I would probably go for something. Why are you still a hole in the ground or something? I don't know. It, it's. Do you, do you have an answer, Doug? I would ask it, what's going to happen next? Just so that way in 30 years I can see what happens next. <laughs> nice. Uh, Is the sandwich I'm about to eat poisoned? And then eat the sandwich. So nice. that way I can come back 30 years later and share this. No! <laughs> You know, all I'm imagining is the scene from Jim Carrey's The Grinch where he's yelling into the cave and he's like, uh, how are you? How are you? How are you? I asked you first. I asked you first. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. I was, <laughs> I was I, that's all I can imagine coming out of the Grand Canyon. It's like, what will happen to me? Are you, am I an idiot? And then 30 years later, it comes back. You're an idiot. Um, but no, I asked this question, uh, the other day, uh, for me, the other day, uh, by the time that you're listening to this, it's like been weeks. I actually asked this question with, um, Alex, one of our guests recently, and we came to the thought of, there's almost no right question because what's important in 30 years isn't important now. And what's important now isn't going to be important in 30 years. Because by the time you've lived that 30 years, you know, know the answer. Like, you go, am I going to get rich? And in 30 years, it's going to go, no. But you already know that because you lived it day by day. Right. Or it could say, yes, and you already know that. 
because you lived so, it day by day. I have a causality breaking question. If I ask what's going to happen tomorrow, will it base tomorrow on when you asked or when it answers? See, for me, semantically, it would mean the day after you asked. Because that yeah. is tomorrow. Um, it would probably tell you that was 29 years ago or 30 years ago. I imagine if it was like a sentient being, it would just give you some real sass about how that was 29 and like 365 days, 364 days ago. <laughs> it would have to give you some sass. Right. What did I have for dinner three weeks ago? What? See, it's one of those tough... Uh, it, it is a tough question of what is important enough that it's going to be important in 30 years. Yes. Uh, I would actually... Okay, I had to rethink about this question. Um, I would probably ask, is the sixth book of the, ice, uh, the Song of Ice and Fire out by... Uh, uh, Martin yet and it would say no <laughs> no uh, my other joke question would be are kids still doing Fortnite dances and thinking they're cool <laughs> meanwhile really cool. 30 years from now there's an adult flossing on the edge and you're like damn <laughs> <laughs> oh man I just uh, I'm flossing on the edge <laughs> <laughs> can you just imagine that you're like I hate the fact that I know the answer to this. <laughs> or I, I'm imagining this terrible, terrible future in which all the kids playing Fortnite, not I re regularly bash on Fortnite because none of us typically are a fan of Fortnite. I don't, I haven't actually like had anybody on the podcast who's like, yes, Fortnite. And I feel like I should at some point just to balance the scales. But I can just imagine like one of those Fortnite kids gets married in 30 years and they go to their wedding dance and they do Fortnite dances together and it's like, oh, cool. I've suddenly lost hope. The uh, the kids actually come out of the womb doing Flossy. the Fortnite dance. <laughs> yeah, plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be... That would be the, uh, to borrow the line from Hubert J. Farnsworth, I don't want to be on this planet anymore. <laughs> you know, I, can, I can only imagine that dancing baby from the early, like, was it, 2000s? Oh, my flossing God. now. Oh, my God, yes. That someone needs to make that. Oh, that's funny. I am, um, I'm actually thinking that the Grand Canyon would yell right back at you in 30 years and say, why are you yelling into me? Nice. I can, well... Would, would the Grand Canyon exist if global, like, if uh, global climate change? Like, I'm trying to figure out how the Grand Canyon would be, would be affected by that. It may actually be more of a river. It might be, actually. So then it would be uh, the Grand River? I like it. Well, it'd still be a canyon because the water wouldn't come quite that high. I mean, at least I hope not. Otherwise, we're doomed. Um, <laughs> True. But it'd still be a canyon with a river bottom. Which it might actually already be a canyon with a river bottom. Oh, wait, wait you, I'm thinking of Wiley e. Coyote. Never mind. Uh, yeah, we, yes. Yes, you are. Um, I don't know. I know that if we get a, a big enough earthquake, it would 
steal the Grand Canyon. I'm pretty sure if a big enough Grand Canyon, a big enough earthquake happened, Grand Canyon, you could just pretty much see hell from there. It's deep enough. If it splits any further, it's like... If it splits the Grand Canyon, that would really impact Yellowstone, and that would probably doom humanity. Yeah, um, that would not be good. I can imagine the, uh, the Grand Canyon actually expanding to Yellowstone and touching it off. Well, you know what, what I really want to do in life that's super dangerous and not at all feasible? I really want to get a wingsuit, and then I want to get a sign that says, uh-oh, and then run and jump off the edge of the Grand Canyon, turn back around, hold up the uh-oh sign while someone is having like high-speed photography. So for a brief second, it looks like I'm just hanging in midair holding the Wiley Coyote uh-oh sign. <laughs> I hate you for that, but yes. Throw the sign away, then wingsuit all through the canyon. Uh, yes, and I will definitely uh, rent a roadrunner, a real-life roadrunner, to just smile at you all the way down. Meep, meep, meep. Yeah, that would be amazing. I feel like that would be like, that would be the perfect thing for Vine if it still existed. <laughs> it, no, this it would be a Devin Super Tramp video. Let's be honest. I haven't heard from them. I haven't seen their videos in a very long time. Like, here's how I can see that video going. It would like speed ramp me running right to the edge, then jumping in real time, then pausing right in the middle of the air reversing backwards, then seeing me jump again, hold up the yikes sign, then it suddenly drops me in speed ramp, and then, like, wingsuits me out, and then it, like, reverses back to where I'm holding the yikes thing with, like, weird, like, royalty-free dubstep in the background. I I don't know why I'm going to ask this question, but are you wearing nothing but the wingsuit? Or are you uh, wearing the coyote costume? You know what? Uh... For this, for this thought, uh, you're aware of what chaps are, right? Yes. Like leather chaps. Yeah, that's the wingsuit. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. With like a with like a uh, coyote fur suit underneath. <laughs> you just rip the skin off a coyote like the skinwalker would. Right. So here's my other question: Is if you wingsuited. <laughs> How far could you get through the Grand Canyon? I think, honestly, I don't know. Because it, would, that, it may connect up to the Rio Grande. I could end up a, very well in a different state. <laughs> right. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, because considering, like, a lot of times people start at the top of a mountain and they end at the bottom of the mountain, what would happen? Like, wait, what if I, like, was in a plane over the Grand Canyon so I have way more hang time? Hmm. and then wingsuit and just dive straight into the canyon flip open the wingsuit and just like skyrocket back out well I have some several problems with that what's up one inertia would be a cruel cruel mistress as your arms are are no as your arms are getting torn off of your body because you went from your arms tucked in to your arms spread out with a membrane between it's going to jerk your arms backwards at such a velocity, it will tear them out of socket. Well, see, here's the thing. I would be angled right down, open up my wingsuit there, and then start arcing up. And then once I catch that updraft, then I'm going to rock it back up. So it won't actually rip my arms off. 
I can't because, prove that that won't work. Because it'll be used pendulum momentum rather than downward momentum. Even if that did work, it's going to hurt. <laughs> but it would be well worth the GoPro footage. And the other the other part is um, you have not taken into account the massive titanium cojones it would take to do that. Those might weigh you down just a tad. Here's the thing you always forget about extreme stunts. Even if you screw up, you don't have to worry about it for too long. Okay, so what I've learned throughout this entire conversation is that I need to construct a monumentally massive like, airbag and put it in the Grand Canyon because eventually... Well, we'll be yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna jump in. <laughs> I'm, now, now all I'm picturing is human angry birds flinging you out of a slingshot and then seeing how far you can get go. Or, or I approve of that. Or or here's an idea, but I kind of wonder what would happen to the human body is make a human railgun. <laughs> sure, you, you know the, the cannons from uh, Mario 64? Yeah. That. Except a a wing hat, it's a wing suit. Um, Okay, let's move on from the Grand Canyon because we've talked about that one for. It was it was a grand conversation. It really was. Um, Number two, explain the contents of your wallet to a Victorian era chimney sweep. Okay. This is a piece of plastic. If he doesn't know what a piece of plastic is, he needs to go... Oh, wait, he can't can't Google it, can he? (laughs) No, he can't. I'm pretty sure they would know what plastic is, because, I mean, Victorian is a Victorian age chimney sweep, not a caveman. I would have to explain... (laughs) This is air. (laughs) (laughs) Right. See, it's not evil humors, it's actually sickness. Wait, what? No. Um... No, it's it's the well. My wallet is black, so uh, incredibly useful theft anti theft system right there. Actually, uh, if you think about it, I can just say that it was touched by a man with the black plague. There you go. Yeah, they would run away. Um, but if I had to explain the contents of my wallet to a chimney sweep, I just say that there's a lot of plastic in there. So there is no money. <laughs> there's nothing there's- in there. Can I add something to my wallet so that way I have to explain it just to watch their head explode? Please do. I want to take a picture of uh, the 2012 election with Barack Obama running against Hillary Clinton. And there's a picture of both of them coming out of the voting booth. I want to put a picture of that in my wallet. <sighs> so I have to explain to a Victorian era chimney sweep that uh, women, in fact, can vote. I would like to go. That's amazing. I was. Uh, I, I would like to go back to uh, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory era, and uh, just walk in, point to the Oompa Loompa, point to Charlie, and say, "One of these days, that right there is going to be our president." Noise. I I like your answer though, because there's a lot of thought in that one of like. Hey, there, there is. That's really good. I, they would just sit there in, in a coma trying to figure it out. There's only because, one time period 
that would make that would their head would their head might literally explode. Only but one other time period. There's three jokes in there. First off, women can vote. Two, uh, African American people can vote. vote. Three, voting is something that is so electronic. We walk into a booth. That's it's not. And plus, Victorian era, they still had monarchs. So the idea of voting—that's four things in one. Well, actually, there's five. You forgot there's one thing. Five. Pictures. President. Yeah, I was gonna say, not just that Barack Obama, an African American gentleman, can vote, but the fact that he was the president. <laughs> they're mo- they'd be like, I, uh, I, uh. It really wait. Uh, what years of the Victorian era? Because would America exist at that time? Uh, 1700s, wasn't it? I'm looking that up. Because, um, like, this can keep going. First off, photograph, like, in really high-def quality. Towards, like, this man and woman are stuck in this picture. <laughs> um, some are saying that Victorian era in England was from 1837. Huh. Okay, so, so um, the- America would have been, been around. And it went Wait. all the way till 1901. But it did start in the 1700s. Yes. So I'm trying to think. 1800s. Yeah. Yep. Because uh, 1776 okay. was the first, uh, the, the uh, signing of the Declaration. Can we just agree? If, like, history is weird when you think about different places in the world at the same time. The Victorian era was going on roughly the same time as the Wild Wild West. That's true. And I was actually just thinking the fact that, I mean, you have victory in there, right? If you break the word down, Victorian era. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Now, they, they lost the Independence War, and yet they're walking around in the Victorian era. I think that was due to their colonial expansion. They got India, and they got a whole bunch of different African nations. And so they were writing the victory of their conquering of the world. Yeah, they went on and they just conquered other people. You know what, America, it's time for us to break up. It's not you, it's it's me. We're, we're going to conquer other people now. You know what's a really strange thing? Like, America is looked on as like, oh... They had slavery. They're so bad. Ah, they're so they're the villains. Go on. Then, you know, obviously slavery's bad. <laughs> I want to see where this is gonna go. But then, like the United Kingdom, the British Empire had so many more. It was just like they invented the slavery. Yeah, they well, the ancient world actually did. Well, they invented the modernization of slavery of, hey, let's give these, let's, you know, put them on boats like sardines and ship them somewhere else. Slave deans? <clears throat> I wonder, I, I want to write a story about a slave named Dean now. A, 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 a what? Dean. Like, sardine, slave dean. I can't see that going wrong in any way, shape, or form. I think Splatoon's about the closest we're gonna get. Um, no, it, it yeah, that's just really weird to have to explain anything to a Victorian age chimney sweep. But I would love that in your wallet, Doug. That would be amazing. Um, I okay. Here's here's a question: Would that be more effective in Victorian age England 
or modern-day Alabama? I think it'd be more effective in Victorian-era chimney sweeps. I, I, I was just making a joke about Alabama. <laughs> I mean, roll time. I think it's, it would be difficult... It would be difficult to explain air to Alabamans, honestly. And today is the day we find out that 95% of our viewership is in Alabama. <laughs> Don't worry, they can't spell it correctly. Um, I joked with a buddy who's from Louisiana, like, just across the border from Alabama. I'm like, man, your family tree must look like a cactus, doesn't it? <laughs> he goes, hey, hey. Aunt Mom taught me better than that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, dumb. Um, okay, let's move on to the third question. You're traveling on a train with 13 people. The train stops in a tunnel, then resumes traveling. Upon exiting the tunnel, someone is dead. What is the profession of the dead person? How did they die? And what is your best CSI-style pun based on that information? There's... So, CSI-style pun? Yeah. So the first new question is, <clears throat> what did they do for a living? So, I have an instant answer for this. Person who died was a prostitute, and easy come, easy go. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might have actually been one. I nice. like it. How did they die? At the hands of their John. Um, Doug, do you have an answer? Keith well, Richards, cocaine overdose. Looks like someone went off the rails. It, it, it was a guy named John, but he wasn't actually a John. Okay, fair enough. It's John Wilkes Booth. Yes, exactly. It was John Wilkes Booth. Uh, John Wilkes Kissing Booth. Ooh. Did you um, like mine, Derek? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Going off the rails? That was awesome, dude. Yeah. That was great. Because uh, there's two puns in that one. Uh, <laughs> Keith, Keith Richards uh, wrote, God, all I can think of is Crazy Train now. No, he did not. He did not. No, Keith Richards is known to do a lot of drugs, so he died of a cocaine, a cocaine overdose. Okay. You can do a rail of cocaine. <laughs> Oh, okay. on a train looks like they went off the rails N nice I feel like you can improve that one it Look, I think it's time for you to take a powder uh, I think the better one would have been it looks like the end of the line for him ooh because I, 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 I didn't connect rail of coke I, it's, it's a line it's a line of coke okay so um, I was going to say uh, just one more pun about the, the cocaine itself being slightly controversial, but uh, <laughs> it's getting awful clumpy and white in here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, gosh. Now all I, now all I want to do is Ozzy Osbourne was, uh, died of a drug overdose, and basically it's like, I guess, you know, he decided to take the crazy train, but I can't can't justify that after Keith Richards. <laughs> you know, it's uh Wait, I got it. I got it. Okay. So did you ever read the new did you ever read the news article 
about a couple who was married for like 30 years, but uh, they were too shy to, to consummate. And okay. so the doctor was basically like, no, you, you got to do that. And uh, they consummated and they both died of a heart attack. Uh, so my, my, uh, during, uh, during certain interactions. So my thought, my thought is, is it's in a sleeper car. It's a couple who died consummating. And, uh, the, the snappy pun is, it looks like this was the tunnel of love. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there was too much explaining for that one to be funny. But that's all I really got. You know, that was really a heart-stopping pun. I, yeah, it was, should have been a pun that stopped. <gasps> wait. No, wait. I don't have This looks like they're stop. Yeah, that's what I was uh, It looks like they're stop. another one. Yeah. Paula Dean beaten to death with a ba, an old-school butter churn, and looks like the tides have churned. Ooh. Ooh, I like it. Well, okay. <clears throat> here's a, here's one. Uh, not really a, an occupation, but uh, I would say Helen Keller. Because she, she grew irritating. And uh, she didn't see it coming. <laughs> nice. Nice. I like it. I'm always down for a Helen Keller joke. I don't know why, but it's just like it feels like I don't know. It, it, this is gonna sound strange. She's a safe person to make fun of in the climate of comedy. She is, and plus, you know, I'm, I'm being a, a blind person myself. I can say this: every blind joke, though, Doug, you have to remember, is a shot in the dark. Nice. Hey, real fast, Doug. Are your Discord notifications off? Yeah. Because I keep hearing someone's Discord notifications going off. Probably me. Tisk tisk. Um. So let's move. Thing said no. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it's someone's. It's someone's now. Um, I'm starting to think it might be on purpose, Doug. Um. <laughs> Doug. <laughs> Okay, so let's move on from the icebreakers, and let's go on into the books. Into books. Uh, so you're a reader and a writer of your own. Uh, so there's a couple questions of, if I was to look on the inside flap of the dust jacket, what would the synopsis read of your of uh, Gildy's book, Doug? You were, Doug actually wrote these notes. Yes. So uh, what would be the synopsis on the inside of your book there, Gildy? If you were to write one, are writing one, have written one, what's on the inside dust jacket? Your notifications. <laughs> All the Discord notifications. Um, uh, the inside the, the dust jacket itself? Yeah. I haven't written one, so it would have to be purely hypothetical. Okay. Uh, well, I guess, um, another way to word the question is, uh, brief, like, if you're comfortable, uh, a brief synopsis of what you're writing. Yes, uh, just a, okay, well, I'm working on, I'm working on one now. Okay. Um, that, uh, Travis is actually helping me out with. And uh, I'm pretty sure I can say his name on here. Hi, Travis, how you doing? Um, that, that, disc, that Discord notification is probably from him. 
Um, Trevor, stop it. Now, um, I would have to say that uh, the title of the book that I'm working on right now is Ectogirl, E-C-T-O-G-I-R-L. Um, this is uh, a book in which what's called the savannah which is kind of like uh, the sao world they uh they have a huge um gaming network a lot like sao i don't know if you've seen sao both of you yes oh yeah, oh, yeah. um it's a lot well i think they call it alo in uh in game but basically it's it's like that irl a nine-year-old girl passes away and uh, a little ghost starts haunting the video game, but nobody can really find her. Nobody knows why. Um, it's just when her when she dies, her essence goes in to the to the game itself, and they have to try to hunt her down and bring her to peace. So they they have to track her down through the whole game. Hmm. I like it. Yeah, it's a real ghost. I mean, there are ghosts, and it's it's a huge, uh, it's a massive fantasy game. Um, where you get, it's kind of like a mixture of Dungeons and Dragons and uh, you know uh, Sao, and it's a it's a combination of like everything. And you can go into these portals, and you can uh, reenact like the Battle of Helm's Deep and stuff like that. So, um, so it's like Sao meets uh, Ready Player One. That's what I was sitting here thinking. I was like, that sounds like uh, almost like it's... Ready Player One. Yeah. And like I said, there are ghosts in the game. Uh, you know, there are all kinds of after, uh, in the game. But this is a real ghost that is actually haunting the video game. Nice. That sounds, really, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what inspired me for that concept. I just kind of hit upon it. I like that one. It's almost mixture mixing of like the paranormal and uh gaming, which the um I forgot off the top of my head. What I want to say Isiki of like another world anime is very in right now. Um I mean look at the time I got reincarnated as a slime, Sword Art Online, Log Horizon, Sword Art Online 2, Sword Art Online going to get online. So many of anime is wanting to talk about that. You what? Dot hack, Long Horizon. All yeah, of those. All, all, all of those, but mix that with that idea of of the para, of the paranormal, the supernatural. Of you get trapped in a game. Like it's not just getting trapped in the game. It's like you died, but you you haunt the game. And it. it... It does go deeper than that too. It's not just a ghost. It's like what what is a ghost? What is a person's? It's a, really a person's consciousness. And if that consciousness, if you could die and then wake up, consciousness be like? Like what would it? What would it do? What would it be shaped like? Would it be shaped like you? Would it be just a ball of light? Um, what is it? Is it your thoughts? Is it your awareness? Everything that you have mentally going on. You know, I think if I woke up as a ghost one day, I don't, I think it'd take me like two weeks before I noticed. It takes over a month. Wow. That's, 
That's actually kind of cool. I'm looking forward to that book now. It's uh, it, she's a child too. She's only nine years old, which is sad in and of itself. But um, there's a lot going on in the book, IRL, and in the game, especially when crap hits the fan. Nice. <laughs> hit the running and yeah, there are a lot of skeptics too. There, they, a lot of people out there don't believe that there are quote unquote in real life ghosts. They don't. They don't believe that she's actually haunting the game. Um, I, I think the twist that I have coming for that is pretty cool. <laughs> now, do you have a like a proposed like release date and things like that? Not yet. No, um, I'm I'm still working on it. I was actually working on it today before I got on the, the podcast. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it got to be four, and I said, oh, no, I got to hop on the internet. <laughs> um, I dig that. I was sitting there playing uh, Destiny 2. Nice. Did you die? Uh, I mean, I always die. In the real, in, in the game, for real. Are, yeah. Am I talking to a ghost, like, from the internet? Probably. Probably. That's the other thing, too. Like, in, the, in my book, you can do that. You can contact people through uh, conduits like Discord. Nice. That's awesome. Um, now, the voice of this little girl would pop up and, and say, can you help me? You know, so. <laughs> Which would be terrifying, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's, I mean, it'd be weird if like a nine-year-old girl was like, uh, help me, I'm stuck in a game. <laughs> That's enough for tonight. Just gonna log <laughs> off and go to bed. And no. <laughs> That's wow. enough internet for today. <laughs> not today, FBI. Not, not today. Not today, Chris Hansen. Not today. <laughs> help, goodbye. <laughs> I can honestly see that being a Chris Hansen sketch. like Or SNL sketch. Chris Hansen has done wonders for the community. He's reduced to online predation to zero. Now he's going after the culprits. And just like him pretending in chat rooms to be a little girl. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, oh, wait, that's actually really funny. Um, it's, it's kind of, it's going to be funny. Uh, it's a really, some really dark stuff happens in this, but, uh, it's going to be hilarious. It's written in three-person omniscient. So you're going to have the points of view of people actually using their computers or whatever device they're on and hearing her asking for help like nice. while she's moving through the internet. Yeah. It's <laughs> actually kind of cool. It's, uh, I'm just working on the daily life inside the game right now. And uh, the daily life IRL, like she hasn't passed away yet. She's on her way out. It's horrible. I can't believe I'm actually just talking casually about the death of a little girl. It's a, a book, people. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. No, no, I, I, I get that. Um, the other day I had a concept for like a short story or something like that. That was like it was stuck in my head for a little while. Basically, are are you familiar with how the Bram Stoker's Dracula is written? Yeah, from like, like journal uh, journals, journals, newspapers, and things like that. First person. I kind of want to tell a story like that, where 
you know, you start the book off and it's in first person and it's a person describing, you know, something that they've seen. But obviously, and of course, like nothing, they don't describe it as out of the ordinary, but it is. Like, you know, one part was like they were sitting there and they're sitting in their car, you know, eating lunch. And then they seen like figures popping out of trees and like he's just not even reacting to it. It's just, oh, that <laughs> happened today. But then as it goes on, what he's seeing becomes darker and like generally more reactive. But uh, then that's like one part of the book. And the other part of the book is a totally disconnected like thriller. You're actually reading journal entries from the killer because these vi- things he's seeing and writing in his journal, he's actually super schizophrenic. Interesting. And so he's seeing this, like, like you know, he's seeing these, you know, figures pop out from behind the trees. Okay, so that's great. Then later he's seeing, you know, uh, let's say a vicious monster killing people. He sees that doesn't think of anything of it. He's describing the murder as if he's a third person to it. But when you read the other parts of the book from the act from the investigators, you're seeing the exact same murder, but the guy who's writing the journals is the murderer. Nice. Yeah. It's kind of immediately. I, I don't know why, but I thought of hotel California. That makes that that does make sense. Just the the twist. Um, that's really interesting. I I like that. I, I was sitting here when you were uh, when you were explaining that. And I was thinking, you know, what would be fun? Well, fun for readers, maybe not for the person, but if if a former soldier who was and thank you everybody for your service, um, but if a former soldier somehow went uh, total PTSD and schizophrenic, did a whole bunch of acid, and then wrote a book. How? Yeah. Because you know that uh, uh, Lois Carroll, who wrote the, uh, the the book for Alice in Wonderland, he was high on, on acid most of the time. I can't, I could never have pictured that. <laughs> Stephen King was also um, on cocaine throughout most of his writing as well. I mean, that explains the endings a lot of the times. <laughs> yeah, they um, they make no sense sometimes. Langoliers, uh, time crunching demons. Okay, I uh, can't wait to see how you're going to end this book. And they fall asleep and wake back up in the. Well, what kind of made me laugh is the fact, like I was reading the audiobook of on writing and <laughs> he said that he was doing so much cocaine back in the 70s and 80s that uh, he missed Cujo like he wrote it but he completely missed it it's like it's too bad I missed that book it was a good book <laughs> wow as in he was completely unaware that he wrote that book 
I, I, can you imagine, like, the experience of reading something that you created? Like, imagine if someone had taken, like, the dust jacket, put a piece of duct tape over Stephen King. He's just reading. He's like, wow, this is a really good Arthur. Gets to the end, flips it over, takes the, you know, looks, takes the duct tape. And I was like, wow, I am a really good author. <laughs> I wrote this. <laughs> or it might be the other way around, too. If you flip the coin over, it might be, I'm a horrible author. I should do cocaine to forget this memory. <laughs> Where's the beard? <laughs> like, I just think I like books like that that have very interesting storytelling mechanics. Uh, like uh, Song of Ice and Fire. It's really interesting that it's like 30 different characters, it feels like. They're vantage points. And so you get to see... You, you get that jumping around effect... But it's never jarring because every chapter starts with Cersei, Arya, and so like, okay, I know who I'm with now. I I really like that aspect. Um, fun fact: there are in the Wheel of Time, there are 143 points of view, and nice. there are almost I would what was the number exactly? 191 points of view for uh, Song of Ice and Fire. And Song of Ice and Fire is a smaller series. Much smaller, actually. Huh. What I would really like to do one day is create, like, a short film, but basically have it set in, like, a coffee shop or <clears throat> And then figure out, okay, how many cameras and sound recording devices would be in this general vicinity of an event let's say the event is you know someone comes in and robs the place so you have the barista who's in the back playing in like on snapchat and so like the video like the movie is in like short like 10 second clips or whatever it is on snapchat and so you just see like second clips here second clips here you know you have someone playing on their phone their their, their computer typing away and the, they're like listening to something or having a Skype meeting. So you don't get to see everything all at once and you only hear certain things. Like you'd be sitting there watching the guy type because guess what? That's the camera's eye view. Yeah, that would be really interesting. And meanwhile the place is being robbed. Nobody exactly. Cares. So you could take a ten minute thing and put it across two hours or so. Just, you know, obviously you cherry pick what you're seeing, what you're hearing. And at the very end, basically, you have brand new characters. They're investigators. You know, CSI go, guys. They're watching security footage, and you just see the full thing through. <laughs> like, the, well, I'm guessing that the police would be sitting there going, these people are morons. <laughs> Right? Only because imagine, like, if you're being robbed, you're told to get on the floor. So they're not going to take their phone or their laptop. So it's just going to be sitting there recording dead, like, video, but you're going to be hearing the sound. And so you're looking off up in the corner, watching a spider, well, make its little web in the corner, but hearing someone get robbed. <laughs> that, that, cool. uh, that would be really, really cool. That would be awesome. Uh, it kind of reminds me of what happened uh, to a, a, I'm not going to name names, but to a streamer a while ago. Uh, her home was broken into, and her boyfriend and her were 
ordered to get on the floor and they took her money and everything. The only thing that you, you really saw was just them running back and forth and them demanding them to get on the ground. Um, and then of course the police showing up and everything like the stream stopping, but everything was fine. Hmm. You heard the robbery. You saw bits of it, but you didn't really see the whole thing. It's on YouTube somewhere. And then, I probably have to see this because then you could like introduce all this drama in with just the people's conversation before they're breaking, like before the like, coffee shop's broken into. You have a guy sitting on his phone, you know, obviously FaceTiming someone, and it's just like, oh yeah, my wife doesn't know where I'm at, and so you can get like this like this minor dip into all these people's lives and you're just like there's a bigger story going on around here because then it starts making you ask is this a robbery as a robbery because especially if you set it up that the person who's a real big scumbag happens to get shot and killed during this robbery and you're like was this a robbery or was this a hit because he's just a scumbag yeah that's really interesting. I, I'd be very interested in exploring that. I like that you know, a lot. I do too. I, hmm. well, let's go rob somewhere. Like, let, let's just pick a Dunkin' Donuts or something with three of us. At the very beginning, it's like everyone question if you have a phone or a sound recorder. I need you to tell me. No, I'm just doing some scientific research, guys. Honestly, I'm not going to smash him. Uh, you know, I'll wave to the camera. I just want to know, does it record sound or video? <laughs> up, everybody, let me know if you have cameras. <laughs> because this is a, just a scientific research project. We're, we're not going to smash him or anything. We, we want to know where they're positioned. <laughs> right? <laughs> because that would just be, like, a really cool... Because you don't have to watch them all in one... Like the tens tens minutes in one chunk, you can jump around between different characters, and honestly, you could probably have a little like not a heads up display, but in the very bottom, you could have a map of the like just a, a layout of the room, and just have a little red dot of where the camera is you're looking at. That would uh, I I'm actually really interested in this now. Huh. Because then you could honestly get views of like some guys you know, having playing on a Snapchat in the bathroom because everyone plays on their bathroom, and so you don't see anything. You just hear lots of shouting and then bang, 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 and then she's like, "I'm just gonna stay silent in here." I have to go again. <laughs> right? And so it's like 10 minutes of him. You can hear it in the background, but it's 10 minutes of him like calling his wife and telling her he's going to be fine. And he's just sitting in the bathroom trying to be brave. I can just picture his wife has no idea what's going on. And she, she just sees him using the bathroom and she's like, well, of course you're going to be fine. Do, do you have problems right now? Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> So I need to call a doctor. And wow. then you hear the gunshots, and she's like, oh, wow, you were actually oh. serious. <laughs> was that a gunshot, sweetie, or was that you? <laughs> <laughs> Who does number two work for? <laughs> I like it. Um, Calling your wife on. <laughs> right. Um, 
probably a good chance to kind of start slowly moving towards the end of the podcast. We didn't get to all the paperwork, all the all the notes, but I think that uh, that leaves it open for another time we have you on. Yeah, uh, I I remember the all the uh, the stuff that you wanted to ask me, and then we got distracted. It's, um, it's all good. It was good conversation. Right um, now, I have some neat ideas to work with. So <laughs> yeah. Where can people find where can people find your stuff there, Gildy? Uh for my stuff, you can find it on fanfiction. Um you can find me on Twitter. Uh I don't stream, but I am on Twitch constantly and I'm on Discord constantly as well. Um I used to make YouTube videos, but I don't anymore. So it's just really fanfiction now. Okay. I'll be sure to drop that down into the uh link the description down below. And as always, please read, review, and enjoy. Always. Punch that subscribe button. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that far too many times. Um, Changed it up. I mean, exactly. So, anything <laughs> else before we uh, end of the stream for the day? No, Troy. I'm good. I think I'm good. So, until next week, you uh, you should go read some fan fiction of uh, of Gildy. A quick question, Gildy. Have you ever read the fanfiction entitled Gurren Jesus? No. Uh, are you a fan of the Gert TV show uh, Gurren Logan? I have only seen little bits of it, um, but I am a fan. I just have to find it. Okay. I will have to send you the link for Gurren Jesus later. It <laughs> made me cry laughing. <laughs> uh, stay out. People who do actually, people out there who do read. Uh, Fan fiction, stay away from one called Fifty Shades of Grey or My Immortal. Those are really, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> Pointing to people who are actually pretty good. Um, Crimson Rogue is pretty good. Uh, he does, um, what was it, uh, number, um, F Final Fantasy Nine fan fictions for uh, Crimson Rogue. He's really good. Um, I'm okay, but stay away from My Immortal. You'll your eyes will bleed. <laughs> it's it's bad writing. Fair enough. <laughs> so I think that's actually going to end us for the week. Thank you so much for joining us, Gildy. Of course. Uh, anytime. And uh, without further ado, uh, we will see you all next week. Peace. You. Bye now. Thanks, guys. And thank you to all of our listeners out there, because we really couldn't do it without you. We hope you enjoyed this week's Gaming and Chill podcast. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, follow us on social media, or learn how to support the podcast directly, check us out at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. Also, be sure to stay up to date with Gaming and Chill by following us on Twitter at at gaming underscore in underscore chill. Yes, that is gaming underscore in as in nancy underscore chill you can also find links to the articles games and videos mentioned in this podcast in the description below thanks again for watching and until next time <laughs>